What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Kyle Thumb, and this is the Solar Growth Podcast. And today, our podcast is brought to you by my company, which is solarboom.io. Everything that your solar business needs to go boom. If you have any interest in marketing or other resources that can help solar sales pros, make sure to check out solarboom.io. And now, let's get on with the show. What's up, everybody? This is the Solar Growth Podcast, a podcast designed to help solar professionals to grow their business and close more deals. My name is Kyle Thumb with CleanEnergyMarketing.com, and I am your host who interviews top sales and marketing professionals to get the inside tips and strategies that are currently working in the solar industry. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope that you enjoy the show. Now we're recording. All right, everybody. This is Kyle Thumb, Solar Growth Podcast number 16. Today is my first recurring or first uh, second time guest. Uh, We're talking with Tony Flores and we're talking about cheap leads, Facebook and appointments. And the reason I'm talking to Tony is because I'm pulling my hair out and he's he's living the life over there getting the the incredible prices almost everywhere. So Tony, thanks so much for uh, for chatting with me again. Likewise, man. Thank you for having me again. Awesome, man. I like your new office, by the way. It's looking uh, looking a little nifty. Yeah, it's it's coming along. Um, I got some more pictures coming in today. Actually, I'll put up tomorrow, and um, I'm trying to set the presence. And everybody now in the office wants to put a panel behind them as well now. So um, you got to tell them they can't. You know, you know what would be really cool is you need to get that panel, but like get it like plated in gold. And uh, just be like a big, big baller, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and you you just moved to that place, right? Where I mean, isn't that like your? your we, yeah, we office? just yeah we just moved in, um, maybe two weeks now, if that. Very cool. Congrats! It's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Um, so how how is how is business going from you on the online side? Because I know you had some insane posts about like a bajillion uh, virtual appointments. Um, so obviously things are going well. Uh, so tell me about how, how the online side is going for you guys right now. Well, initially back in May, we had, I think right around when we had our first conversation. Um, I was, they gave me a, they gave me a task. They wanted to see if I can like live up to expectations. And that was, Hey, try to get 50 appointments in a month. Now, you know, 50 appointments on a, I think the budget was $1,500 is a lot to ask. <laughs> um, so we went out there and ended up bringing 83 to the table. And with none of the, the door-to-door reps trained on how to close online, they all went to shit. <laughs> nobody called them. Nobody, they got missed. So I was very disappointed in that because I, you know, I did what I was supposed to do. And that was bring 83 appointments to the table. Um, so we fast forward, right? And now it's going a lot better. Um, we hired a, an actual call center. We got a call center now calling, qualifying the leads. And now what we're doing is just feeding them into the system. Um, matter of fact, one of the guys is on a call right now just texting me, hey, this is solid. I got a, I got a utility bill already. We're um, going to move forward and try and close this right now. Even when I told them to do a three-step process, it looks like they're going to try to close right now. Um, very, very cool. So that's uh, so you you use the call center 
um, or you had you kind of built your own kind of makeshift call center and yeah. that that didn't, that didn't perform as well as you had hoped or, or what was the reason for for moving to a real call center um the real reason is because i need the solar side for us to be very successful and to go through building own call center fine-tuning and all that i just don't have the time um so with that said i just said screw it i'm not going to screw around no more i've always used one call center in the past with melissa um so I reached out to Melissa to try to figure out that call center, you know, we have something we can do. We were able to figure something out with them. My call center, what I'm going to have them do is focus on cold calling. And I'm doing some HVAC stuff for some of our, our people here that we have um, as, as dealers. So my call center is still operational, but it's more focused on that and doing cold calling and taking care of all the high level nurturing sequences. Very cool. Okay. And then with your, um, you mentioned your, your door to door reps that we're now trying to close virtually. Um, and it, it didn't sound like it went well, which is very common right now. I've seen, um, people in the virtual world are booking appointments like crazy, but they're, they're not really closing even close to to where they should be. Uh, what do you think is like, what, what reason do you think was that your, your reps kind of really struggle with the virtual? they're not used to it they're not used to presenting on online you know they're used to being able to sit down see that person face to face and and have that interaction with them and tell them this is what your bills are going to be and look at their family photos look around right reverse we're doing virtually right like i can only see what you're showing me right like so i can see the pictures you have in your background there to see your whiteboard right so i can try to establish a rapport right by looking around just by what you're showing me right but if you're looking at somebody's you know wherever they're set up at their home you don't get to see all that stuff you don't get to see the family photos you don't get to see when you're walking up to the door if they have you know pets and all this stuff so you can try to build that rapport right there's none of that so you have to like kind of warm it up and get there um and i think a lot of them struggle with that and a lot of them are just not technical i'll just be honest with you they're not um that's what I found was the hardest part was finding people that were not technical, didn't know how to do it, didn't know how to fight their objectives virtually. Um, you know, and that's where I'm grateful for Melissa because I learned a lot from her on trying to get through those objectives. Um, just from sitting in, you know, a couple of mentorships with her and seeing how it's done and picking her brain. Um, but yeah, that was the biggest struggle is trying to get them up to par and get them used to this side of the ball. Yeah, I, I think with virtual, I think because of like the the slide, like the slideshow aspect, I think people have, a, like a it's natural to almost kind of make our presentation robotic because we don't have that like personal and human in in person touch, you know, and uh, I, I can see that being something that really does take practice in feeling figuring out how to. Um, make it less robotic but also still close at highly successful rate so you, you mentioned melissa what, what do you think is like the what is the most common objection that you guys are seeing right now in the with virtual appointments um the most common objective right now is trying to get a customer understand even in these hard times why solar is still good for them Right. Um, a lot of people are reluctant to pull the trigger because of the pandemic. Let's just be real about it. Right. Um, 
a lot of people are afraid to like sign up for another 25 years or, or something like that. A long-term thing, even though in reality that's, we're just taking a bill away and replacing it. You know? um, so trying to have them understand that. Right. So walk me through it. How, how would you, if someone says, Hey, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm interested, but I, I just really don't want to do it right now. Cause you know, things are uncertain with the pandemic and with COVID and everything that's going on. Uh, I just want, I want to think about it. How, how would you overcome that objection? So the way we tell our, our reps is we, the best way to combat that is, you know, ma'am or, or sir, you know, sorry, you feel that way. You know, we, we all agree when simply, you know, we feel your pain because we all are going through it. Um, but you have to look at it this way with you being home with your kids being home, your electricity usage has gone up. Um, solar is just replacing that. You're already getting charged for it. Why not make the switch? We're, offering whatever incentive we're offering at that time we mentioned the incentive right why wouldn't you want to take advantage of that right now to help you out during this time um we try to come at them in that sense we don't try to like beat down the utility we, we try to come to the human touch and explain to the benefits of it and why make going solar right now is the right time um you know obviously you know a lot of people are offering the seven months year um, solar stimulus, right? Where they're paying the solar for a year, even though technically it's an adder. Um, let's just be real about it. You know, uh, every company that says it, there's an adder, it's, it is what it is. Um, but just knowing, giving them that peace of mind, like, Hey, you don't have to worry about a bill for a year. Right. Um, so that's how we combat it. We go about it that way. And for us, it's been, it's right now it's working. Literally right now, I was working, doing it that way. Awesome, man. That's that's so cool. Yeah, it's. I think marketers, we definitely know how to sell the adders and to sell the pitch. Because remember, we have to always craft an offer, and we have to figure out how to make it where the the details. Like we can give them what they want, and they don't necessarily have to worry about the finer details. And I think a lot of times when I spoke to a few reps that have really struggled with that because they love solar. They love the aspects of it and they, they don't really, um, they don't really focus on the money saving aspects that the clients really care about. And I think that's probably the, the biggest thing is making sure that you can overcome those objections and tie it into, um, whatever offer you have at the moment. Cause then you're going to be able to bring in the urgency. You're going to be able to make it work, make sense. You're going to be able to bring in that emotion. And then you're really kind of making it a no brainer on all different levels. So you're going to be able to close at a higher rate. Um, when you're, so I know your, your, your call center now is, um, is cranking out appointments like crazy. Um, what is, but you're also cranking out leads like crazy. What Correct. is kind of, when you're looking at it from, you're generating these leads um, on Facebook we most of the time, and they're usually short form. Like, what is the percentage that you look for to, like, what is your goal when it comes to uh, the appointment booked percentage? So how many, for how, every, however many leads, um, I want this many appointments. Like, do you have a, a specific rate that you kind of shoot for when you're looking at that? Yes, I'll be honest with you. So prior to me rehiring this call center, I ran a campaign with them back in November in Texas. Me and Melissa blew up Texas in Spanish. Neither one of us speaks Spanish, okay? Um, so we use this call center, and I thought my percentage was like around 20%. I was shooting for 20%, okay, as far as, you know, those type of leads to conversion, right? 
when I rehired them, they told me my conversion was 40%. Um, so right now I'm still hitting about 38, 40, 41% right now um, on my conversions. And they're asking 10 questions for me this time. They're not doing a full blown 21 question um, when they're call, calling and qualifying them. And yeah, if 20, I, 21 seems kind of like overkill. Um, yeah, it was, really, it was a lot of questions. It was shading and everything. Oh, and, and the thing about asking too many questions is you're, you're building a lot of rapport with the appointment setter, and that doesn't really do you any good. So when you ask 10 questions, like the most important ones, and then you can get them in contact. So when you guys are doing virtual, do you do like, I'm assuming you do some sort of, some version of at least a, a two touch where the rep reaches out before the actual appointment? Yeah, so we do two touch. We do um, obviously the call center one, right? So that's like three steps, but that's one. So the two, the other two steps are the rep is the second one. He's calling on that appointment, ask going over details, sharing them any questions, concerns they have about solar, trying to build that rapport, schedule them for the next call to try to close them. Unless, so, so, so is that first phone call that's scheduled by the the call center? They they right. schedule the the initial phone call and then the rep schedules the appointment. No, the the rep will then go into that appointment and try to build a rapport, go through any questions they may have, talk to them for about 10, 15 minutes. If they're willing to talk more, then he'll go into the slide deck and go right into it. If not, he'll try to say, okay, we're gonna you know get through this. We're gonna you know the next call I'll need about 30, 45 minutes of your time. At that point in time, we're going to go ahead and go through it, right? During that time frame on, between the, that second appointment to the last appointment, they're in communication either via phone or text messaging, trying to just, you know, build that rapport even stronger. So by the time they have that next call, it should be an easy sale, right? Because they already built it, right? And, yeah. and if you notice, right, door-to-door -door people, that's what they do, right? They'll go knock a door, they'll get an appointment, during that time, they're texting them, they're building a rapport, they're trying to, when they get into the appointment, if they're not doing same-day closes, they're already building it, right? They're talking, having conversations with them. Sometimes they're calling them like their son, can't wait to meet with them again. When you come over, I'm going to have dinner for you. I mean, I'll be honest with you, some of them, that's what they do. Um, so we try to do the same thing, but virtually, right? We're trying to take that same thing, replicate it, establish the rapport on the side as we're getting ready to go into the third. Very cool. So it's not necessarily super structured. It's more like the appointment is on the schedule and then the rep is able to start reaching out and um, adding more personal touches with them to make them more confident about the appointment. Correct. Make them feel comfortable with signing with somebody over Zoom or whatever you're using, right? Zoom, Hangouts, um, go to meetings, whatever you're using. It just makes it that much more of an easier transition to saying, hey, would you like to spend $40,000, <laughs> um, right? Uh, or versus <laughs> trying to just do it cold over Zoom. Yeah, and you don't want to um, get to a point where the person doesn't know Zoom. Like if they don't know how to use Zoom, uh, that's something that you want to make sure that you can help them with before the appointment. Otherwise, it's going to be um, a rocky start to your, your sales pitch. Um, all right, now I want to talk to you about Facebook ads. So I talked to you a little bit about this before. Facebook ads have been the biggest pain in the ass of my, like the bane of my existence. And that's funny because it's my entire life, you know, and right. uh, the last week has been really, really rough. 
And what makes it even rougher is when I, I, I see you post it and you're, you're obviously just continuing to crush it and getting insanely, insanely cheap leads. Um, and I am pretty jealous. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but, but what I want to talk to you about is I want to talk to you about scheduling. Because I know me and I talked to our friend Daryl Dexter last week or a week, maybe hey. a week and a half ago. What? Okay. That's awesome. You didn't know I talked to Daryl? I saw it. I just, I honestly haven't had a chance to go back and listen to it. We, we mentioned, we talked, we talked about you, man, uh, because oh, we were talking, we were talking about scheduling and, uh, I was telling him how you were like, um, because we, we both, everyone always has theories about scheduling. We always test different things. And the one thing that you've all, I know you've done well that I have never been able to do well is like scheduling like little blocks where you basically get like a big a thousand leads in like the span of a few hours. And, uh, so I, I want to hear about like, what is your, um, how, how do you go about scheduling? Do you ever run ads all the time? Do you only schedule them in specific blocks? Do you ever run ads for more than a day? Like, uh, what, what's working for you right now? I'll be honest with you. I turn them off when I go to bed and I turn them on when I wake up and I don't run them. I try not to run them on the weekends. I do everything opposite of what everybody teaches. Right. Um, and, and I wish I was lying about that, but I'm not, I, I like right now I have ads turned off that I'll probably turn on in the next hour. Um, just because I feel like it now. Um, but what I, what I tend to do with it. So there's a couple of ways of doing this, right? So there's a, there's an algorithm hackery, right? And that's what I was kind of, we were talking about previously too. You have to look at Facebook as this freeway, right? And you have a carpool lane, right? And you want to be on that freeway during the most busiest time, right? And when's the best time to utilize that carpool lane? During the rush hour, right? But in order to utilize the rush hour traffic and use that carpool lane, some cases they charge you, right? So you have to pay a couple of dollars to utilize it, right? And a lot of people don't mind. So there's a couple of ways. Between two to six in any market you're in, set it for $200 a day, okay? Between two to six, but you have to set a timer though. Or start it at one. You usually have to give it about a half hour. Start it a half hour prior. Turn that sucker on. Set your timer to turn it off at that time, like six, eight o'clock at night. When you say timer, are you talking about like a manual timer, like on your phone or something, or like <laughs> scheduling it at Facebook? No, set it at an actual time. No, no, don't do it to Facebook on your phone. Facebook doesn't, if you do it on Facebook, it's going to say, okay, I know what you're up to, right? So you have to think about it from that aspect, right? I set a timer on my phone. I say, this time I'm turning it off. I log in, I turn it off. If I don't turn it off, it's gonna eat all my ad spend, right? So by me doing that, Facebook is saying, okay, I need to put you in a, a, a better demographic, right? There's another way too, and the other way is if you wanna let it run all day, it's a bidding war, right? Most people do 20, 20, 25, 30, 5, 40, 50 bucks, 70 bucks, 75, 100, right? Go over it a little bit, you know, $2.99 over. Um, I think I showed you one of them. I, I do it at $32.99 daily, right? And I only let it run for 10 hours, 11 hours a day, if that. Um, and, I, and I literally will turn them off at night. Um, and then I will turn them on again when I wake up. All right. So as someone who's uh, a nerd when it comes to Facebook ads, right. I, I can't tell you how angry it makes me that that that's working for you so i've tried things similar and i remember i've done a 
and every single time it's like, oh, okay, yeah, this campaign is working. We got four dollar leads, and then I try like, oh, let me just try to do like a little little schedule block, and I can't get my leads under like fifteen bucks. It's like Facebook laughs at me. So I'm glad that you at least have figured out what works for you. But that's super interesting because it used to be Facebook used to punish you if you like were tweaking your ads and turning them on and off all the time. And it doesn't sound like they do that to you, or maybe you just really figured out what times work best. Um, no, I don't. I, it literally is any time I wake up. It doesn't matter. Like I don't have a 10 o'clock. I turn them on. It, I wake up at 7.30. I'll turn it on at 8. So on behalf of everyone in my Facebook group, what we would love is every time you wake up now, we want you to post. Like, you want me to? I'll I'm, take a screenshot. I'm, awake. I'm, I'm just joking, but just post. You know, I'm awake. I'm going to bed. We'll all just go in there. We'll all push our buttons together. No, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take screenshots like, hey, I, um, I just turned it off. Like, here's a screenshot. Here's the time on the left. Was it? It'll be on the, I think it's on the left-hand corner or right-hand corner whenever when you take your screenshot. Um, and I'll show this off. And then in the morning, it'll, I'll show you like, hey, look, nothing yet. Turn on. Boom. Here's the time. And then when the first one comes in, snap. You'll see it. <laughs> That's funny. Another thing, too, about you as well is um, you're, because you you're using, I believe, your company like charged up energy most of the time, or at least you're branding it as uh, a legit solar company, which is even different than a lot of people mm -hmm. that get these 30 cent leads, but they're using like a, a community page that doesn't even mention solar. Um, so that's just, it, it's so interesting to me that you, your strategies that you figured out have, uh, have worked so well for you. And like I said, I'm, I'm very, very jealous, but uh, I, 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 congratulations on your success. Obviously it's working. Um, mm -hmm. So I know last week you you met with or maybe, I think it was last week you met with Sam Tag correct? Um, the first of June. First of June. Around, oh, around, awesome, around, man. I'm sorry. Around the first of July. It was like July first through the third or something like that. Awesome. So that guy is like um, I, I've never met with him, but I, I, I follow him and dude, that guy's a rock star, man. What what did you learn from sitting down with him for? I mean, I don't know how long it was, but even a few hours, like what was it that uh, you learned from him? Well, a lot of, a couple of key points I took away from that three days. So we actually hire Sam. So Sam's working with us and helping us grow our business. Um, the good thing about that is we have direct access to Sam. So I will share this. So I remember in that first day, in one during gosh i think it was like eight hours we're in a conference room um during one of the during that time he asked he was going around the room asking everybody like what's your role what is it that you do in company, right and he was trying to and he's doing deep dives that's what he's there for um see so when it came to me he's like so wait a minute you guys are doing online and door to door why are you guys not doing online more you know and i was like well because we want to grow door to door that's why you're here um, he goes, but what's your cost? And I started breaking it down for me. He was just like, why are we not capitalizing off of this? Right. And it makes sense. Right. So during that conversation, it came up like, well, who are you putting all these through? And I said, to be honest with you, Sam, I need these states, but I can't get a hold of anybody that can do the installs. For me. So what does Sam does? He does what Sam does. Sam has contacts. He has he knows people and places. He tells me, how about this one company? And I said, I can never get somebody to call me back. Um, Sam says, give me 30 minutes, Brandon, take over. Sam goes to our CEO's office for 30 minutes, 
comes back and draws on the whiteboard, how about this baseline for all the states that they do? And I was like, are you kidding me? He's like, no. I was like, dude, what are we talking about? Get us signed up. So by the end of the, the, that day, Sam already had the agreement for us, you know? But it was just like insane, like what Sam is able to do for us, right? Sam's able to help us see things from different perspectives. He helps us see like the importance of having systems in place and having a, a clear path, right? Like a funnel, right? Like, so when you do funnels, right, for your leads, right? You, you know you want your, your leads to go through a certain way on the funnel. You take that same approach with the business and you create like your own funnels and systems and you keep putting people through it and, and, and objects through it so that way you can help grow it. Um, so it was cool. Like we got to spend the whole day with Sam, even parts of the evening where we hung out with him and, um, you know, before he had to fly back to Utah and then the rest of his group stayed back for the next two days after that. Um, but yeah, we, we, um, we had talked to Sam all the time. Um, you know, that, I know initially we were supposed to talk then and I was going to pull him off to the side to talk, but I just couldn't, we just, it was getting very intense and it was getting to some deep, deep dives on the business and, you know, strategies and all that stuff. Yeah, no, no worries at all. I mean, we, I have dozens and dozens of listeners and I, uh, I, I'm just glad to talk to anyone. And that's why obviously I have you, um, if I ever had someone of Sam's quality, that would be awesome. But I mean, it's just, it's so interesting how such a, we're in such a great industry and it's such a limited amount of time where it's still a gold mine. And so it really is important for us all to, focus fine-tune and scale as quickly as possible so one of the things it sounds like what he was saying was that like obviously you guys are crushing online um why even focus on door-to-door if you're doing so well online um so but with that i'm assuming that you kind of reevaluated and now you're looking to take your online side to new heights like what what type of goals do you have from on, on the online marketing side in the next year or so so one thing I shared with Sam in that, in that meeting, because we, we met with him a month prior in Utah before he came out. And um, I challenged the door-to-door myself, our door-to-door side. I challenged him for the next three months, whoever gets the most deals in has to pay that group $30,000. So that was my incentive to try to beat the door-to-door team that we have. Because it's an unfair advantage they have Sam on their side to help them, right? Um, so for me, the digital side, I want to take it where I can compete with our door-to-door side of our company and beat it. Um, our door-to-door side is growing because that's the reason why Sam's here. Um, but I want to beat them. I want to hit at least 20 to 30 deals a month. If, I'm, if I can hit 50 appointments a week, there's no reason why I can't hit 20 to 30 deals sold a month. Right. I mean, just numbers. Right. It's a number game. Right. At that point, it's just how much we can get through and all that stuff. Build up our lead database, too. So in six months from now, we can revisit the ones that we couldn't present to you and see what they're, you know, see if we have an opportunity with them. Right. A lot of people are having great successes with that right now. I'm hearing from a lot of companies that have leads that they generated last year that they could never close or get an appointment and they're closing them now. Right. So I'm just looking at it like that, too. Like you said, you get x amount of leads in a short time keep them yeah okay i can't do nothing with them right now but i might be able to in six months from now i'll revisit it in six months yeah um, it, goes, it goes back to um 
another mutual friend, Alex Brittingham, and I mentioned this on Daryl's yeah. too, is like he mentioned um, uh, laser eye surgery, you know, LASIK. Like he always talks about how like that's something that I, for example, would opt in for, and I don't know when I would actually take advantage of it. it might be a year from now, it might be five years from now, but you, you never you can never give up on cold leads, uh, for sure. So, do you have an approach or a, like a message that you give your team when they're reaching out to leads that are cold, like as cold as can be? I do. So let's say they're revisiting the lead from last year, right? So. The way I tell them to approach it is like, hey, Mr. Mrs. Johnson, um, we saw last year that you reached out to us to find out about going solar. And uh, for whatever reason at that time, it didn't work out for you. Just calling you to see where you're at, find out your current situation, see if you have or have not gone solar. And if you haven't, we would love the opportunity to sit down again with you and talk to you about it. You know, when will be a good time? Um, and whatever notes we have in there, we bring it up, right? So, for instance, if we did get through to, say, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson the first time, we should have had, like, any importance of them, like, how old they are, right? When was their birthday? How, how many pets and kids they had, right? Um, and this is something I learned from another person was you jot all that down. So when you do have a follow-up with those cold leads, you have that information that you reach out to them. They're more open to talk to you because you actually remember them right? Even though they didn't go with you. If you can get them on the phone, right? If you can't get them on the phone, then obviously it's just like we saw you didn't take advantage of this. We're just reaching out to you to, to see if you're going solar. If there is notes, read the notes. And we're also teaching our reps to do that too. So when they come back after an appointment, when they have all that stuff down, they note it, they dot it down, we throw it into a database. And during that database time, when it comes time, we have reminders running out of crystal reports, sending out to us Hey, this week is Mrs. Johnson's birthday. So we'll send a little something, you know. Hey, Ms. Johnson, we're just thinking of you. You know, you know, we sat down and talked to you last year or whatever the case is. You know, just kind of curious if you're still in the market or going solar. That's that. Awesome. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that's incredible. And that's obviously um, one of the, the most once again, another under, I think it's just underutilized. I think people give up on leads way too easily. And so having process to take those leads and schedule blocks where you have people make calls or even just having one rep who makes like their job is to go through old leads or appointment setters job is to go through old leads. Uh, it, it's super important because there's, there's gold in the follow-up. And I mean, if you get a database, like I'm sure you have, like I'm sure I have thousands and thousands of leads. Um, I mean, if you focus your energy on that, you could probably get um, 10 plus deals just by making sure that you're consistently checking in with those people and getting them reactivated. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's super fascinating. So what, what do you see as I feel like with this whole everything that's going on, like uh, from the the pandemic side, is I, it, it, I feel like at first everyone was really scared, and then I think everyone like got over that fear. But now I'm kind of starting to sense that fear again with people that like like you mentioned, like that's the number one kind of objection that you're seeing right now. Are, are you are you sensing that with with uh, the reps that you're working with? Yeah, we're starting to run into it now. Um, we're starting to run into the fear again. Um, again. We're just trying to just try to relate to them, you know, by 
you know, telling them like, we understand like, you know, Hey, we're going through it all. All of us are going through this. It's, nobody's untouched. Um, and we're trying to do our part in helping our, our communities by being able to help our customers save money by going solar and going green by doing that. And then by doing so, they're also helping employing people in their local communities that are doing the installs. Right. And the local, installer company that has to pay for the lights to be turned on the people to come in right um all that stuff so we we try to relate to that and like let them know like hey we're a company that cares and, and we want to help out everybody as much as we can as well yeah it's similar to um how we need to position solar when we're competing against a company like Tesla. Like we can't compete with Tesla on price, obviously, but when you position yourself as the local business that is gonna provide you with much better customer service, that's gonna be there for you every step of the way, that's gonna be your friend. I mean, that's the same kind of pitch that you can give to people right now when you're comparing them to the power company. Because yeah, I mean, times are tough, but the power company is not going to reduce their rates. Like they don't care about times being tough. Um, but what solar can do is it can provide you relief in the short term and also provide you with stability in the long term where you know that your rate's not going to keep going up year after year. So in certain markets, it makes it a, a no brainer, like a hundred percent. So it's just a matter of helping them to realize that that fear is like acknowledging that fear, but that fear doesn't shouldn't play a role in this decision necessarily. Oh, yes. um, I think the fear is causing some people to think irrationally. So you just got to be the calm, like firm presence that gives them the confidence that you, you know what you're talking about and you have good advice for them. Interesting, man. Well, cool. Is there anything else that, that you've noticed, like as far as the, the Facebook ad side goes, like, um, yes, what is it what else do you have on the facebook ad side I, i'm trying to pick your brain man and i know, I know that everyone else out there i mean people is... okay. i don't i don't mind um whatever i can do to help out the entire industry really that's what i care about um so if you remember early on and i think we were talking about this offline um early on during the pandemic a lot of the early birds that were onto this were doing those deep, deep dives. And then they were also doing keywords on their ads, right? Um, such as like pandemic, COVID, right? Trending words, right? And that's what Facebook was, obviously Facebook machine was doing, right? It was making your stuff go viral, which helped get those insane prices, the 25 cents, the 22 cents for like 800 leads consistent. That's what, that's what did it. Right. So I always recommend in your ad, talk about solar, right. But look for trending keywords and somehow incorporate that into your ads. So what's trending right now? Um, what is trending right now? So you have homeowners, right? That's obviously one. Um, local company is one, right? Like we're a local business company. Um, let me see, actually. Hold on a second. Let me tell you. Um, small business. People want to support small yeah, businesses small business. right now. Um, so actually, I'm just going to look into one of my ads, and I'll just tell you right off the bat. Um, just waiting for it to load here. 
Yeah, I think too is um, community, community employees. Um, electricity or utility, whichever one you can get in there. Um, and just, I mean, look for stuff like that. Look for something that, that speaks to people on that local community side, right? Like you said, small business owner, right? Um, stuff like that that's trending that you're not crossing that line with COVID, right? Don't use pandemic, don't use COVID, but use something that is trending along those lines that's going to get you better placement because it doesn't see you as a, I don't know, how would you say it? Um, a bait and switch, right? Because you're not doing a bait and switch where you're talking about pandemic, coronavirus, and stuff like that, right? So I would, honestly, what I would do is Google Trends, whatever market you're going to hit, and see what keywords are trending. Yeah, and I think it's, it's about um, kind of understanding the narratives that everyone in this country is, is seeing on a daily basis and reading um, reading news stories and watching the news occasionally. And then what I like to do is I also like to keep an eye out on my feed for um, businesses in other industries that are doing things um, and seeing what they're trying and what, they're, what words they're using and if they have themes each and every month. And then even especially if you find a good page in a different industry that you, you can tell they're really crushing it, just bookmark them and then you can check back in on them every couple of weeks and maybe it'll give you some ideas. Um, because I, I think that, that, that what you're talking about with the messaging for um, individuals and the messaging that they're looking for, uh, like right now is small business and communities and local and um, business owners, like supporting grassroots, you know? And I think those kind of things transcend almost all industries where that's what people are looking for across the board right now. So yeah. don't always just go to the big solar companies and just copy and paste their ad word for word. You gotta, you can look at what other people are doing in other industries and right. see if, if you can bring it to solar. Cause that's one of the things about solar is um, everyone's copying everybody. Like it's, there's nothing we can do to stop it. Uh, but when you think about it from the advertising perspective, if they're seeing the same solar ad from all these different companies, how can you make yours stand out? So yeah. very interesting though. I love that. I love what you said about, um, because I mean, it's, it's general information, but it's definitely something that most people need to hear is people right now. There's uh, it's it, like you said, there's a lot of fear out there, but if someone does want to, uh, do something they want to support a local business so if you can build that local connection and make sure that they know that when they get on the phone with somebody they're going to be heard and they're going to be connected with someone who actually cares um, then that's going to help you in your ads and it's also going to help you to obviously build rapport and close more deals which is what we're all hoping to do um, what about imagery man what, what imagery have you have been using recently I've uh, with the local aspect I've been I've been playing around with maps people standing in front of their house with solar panels, you know, the always famous people with checks. Facebook doesn't seem to like that on mine anymore for some reason. They Every time I, seem, I have somebody with a check, I get flagged as a cryptocurrency product, which is just super fun. And then you, uh, you appeal it and Facebook just leaves it in like uh, purgatory and you never hear back from them ever again. Uh, but what imagery are you currently using and like what, how do you, do you, adjust your imagery based on like kind of the narrative and the messaging that you find is trending at the time? Um, I'm using, I'll be honest with you. I'm using old stuff right now. Um, 
I do have one, um, and I think I shared it with you a while back that I kind of used in the past. It worked really well. Daryl had this mastermind work class with in Alex's group. Um, and I took what he taught us in that mastermind class. Um, and I ran with it here locally in Fresno. And I think within the first like eight, 12 hours, I had like 26 leads. Like it, like this, it hit like wildfire. It was the ad picture. It wasn't the ad copy. And it's a picture I only use around this time of the year here because it's a picture of a, a person holding up. It's not really holding it up. It, it's the way it's taken, the way it's, it's put in. It's like three different pictures in one. It's a gentleman, big picture, small little box that shows like the, what's due. And then underneath it is a box where the utility logo goes in. So up here, it shows like $561. Down here, it shows the local utility company, right? So what I did was I took that and I ran it in all PG&E territories. I went into PG&E, did some research, found out what cities and counties they're in, and I specifically put that ad in those cities and counties. And because my imagery was home to that, and it hit a core with people, like, yeah, I do pay that much. Why the hell am I not doing this, right? It, it just, it flies that much quicker. So what I've done and what I'm, I am going to start doing again within the next couple of days is I'm going to take that and I'm going to run it for every utility company I'm running into right now. And I'm going to do that same approach with their logo down at the bottom of that page. That looks like it was not Photoshopped or anything. Like I'll see if I can find like a, an actual paper one online that just has the logo so I can cut it out and put it in and just run that same picture. The PNG with the transparent background. Just, yeah. just <laughs> search the logo and type in PNG at the end and you should be able to get it. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I mean, that's something that we probably, anyone that's watching this that does their own ads is that's something that they can mm -hmm. take away too is customize your ads for each market. And even if it just means changing the city name or um, making it a little bit more specific to the local community, like that's something that, um, it takes a little bit more work, but it does get you better results. And I've seen some big ad pages that are actually running campaigns and most of their campaigns just have an image of like the city sign. So like they'll, been, uh, they'll be running an ad to Bakersfield and they'll just have an image that's like a Bakersfield sign. And uh, I, I've tested it. I've never really gotten the results that I hoped for with those kind of things. But it, it, it's important just because it, it, it grabs their attention. It's going to get your click-through rate higher. And once again, it's just going to kind of communicate that message about local and community and small business it says hey we're local this is for you and it's just going to grab people's attention well, much more what, I, what i'm comparing that to is like running comparing that and running to an ad to all of california where it says attention california residents yeah. people yeah. in california love california so it's not necessarily the worst thing but people are much more um connected to their local hometown they're much more connected to their area code and their county and things like that where if i if I, i'm from 805 i'm from santa barbara county um an ad that says santa barbara an ad that says lompoc an ad that says santa barbara county is going to grab my attention a little bit more than an ad that just says california so a little bit more work but definitely something that everyone should uh, play around with and test um awesome man well i I think that's all. I think we're, we're good for, 
for this episode. Uh, I had fun, man. Congratulations on all your success, and obviously you're crushing it. Um, and I know we, we went over the skin, but just in case there's anyone that's watching this, they didn't watch the first interview. If someone wanted to reach out to you, what would be the best way that they could do that? Um, honestly, Facebook messenger, um, it may take me a couple hours or a day to respond. Um, but don't, don't think I just ignored you is, you know, you have to understand like I, I get bombarded <laughs> as you can imagine. So I think that's the best way to reach me. Um, is through Facebook messenger. Awesome, man. Well, he's a busy guy. Thank you so much for your time, man. I hope that you have an awesome rest of your week, and uh, we'll talk again soon. All right, man. Likewise. Hey, what's up? Thank you so much for making it to the end of my little podcast here. That means you're one of the dozens and dozens of true supporters, and I greatly appreciate it. Um, I think if you made it all the way to the end, that means that you at least didn't hate the episode. Um, so I, I greatly appreciate that you uh, made it all the way through. And uh, since you're one of our dozens of supporters, I would love if you could go ahead and hit that subscribe button hit that follow button or whatever platform you're on, maybe go ahead and give us a review. We would greatly appreciate it. We appreciate that you tuned in to listen and we look forward to you listening again soon.